This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned in to the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another very special episode of the Cherry Picking Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Andre Cherry, and we are in season three of this podcast. And I've got a few podcasts out already. You can go to my website, cherrypickingsports.com, to find all of my content, and you can find the other podcasts that I've done for season three. But this is a very special podcast today that I've done with my good friend, Casey Kane. He's been a a very valued contributor to the show in the past, and this episode, we dive into the character that is Tommy Zibikowski. Oh, and my daughter Zola was also on this episode as well. I know she's a fan favorite, but together, the three of us discuss Tommy Z. And Tommy Z, he was a very important character, very important person in my life, just from growing up in Illinois and playing prep football. Tommy Zibikowski was a guy that... Uh, during my time, was the top player in the state of Illinois. And he went on to have a a good career at Notre Dame. He eventually made it to the NFL. On on the same token, he's also a guy that was a professional boxer at one point in his life. So we thought this would be a good episode to have a joint podcast. So I'll be releasing this episode underneath the Cherry Picking Banner and then my friend Casey Kane will be releasing this episode under Characters of Boxing and Beyond podcast. So uh, a joint podcast, and we had fun doing this. We had fun examining Tommy Zibikowski's life, and we just have an open discussion about this guy who, by all accounts, lived a life that most people would kill for. He played in the NFL. He played at Notre Dame when he was in college. He was a professional boxer. He wanted to dabble into acting. He was a firefighter at one point. This guy is really an interesting person, and I think we had fun on this podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy listening to this podcast. But yeah, without any further ado, I'll just uh, we'll just dive right into into this. But this is my new podcast with my friend Casey Kane, and we're discussing the character that is Tommy Zibikowski. I hope you all enjoy. We're going to do things a little bit different today. It's going to be like a joint podcast between college football and a big-time boxing character. We got two hosts on the mic today. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to split this up. As that- you know, Casey Talks Life at Twitter. Casey Talks History on this podcast. I'm your boy, Kid History, Casey Callanan, and I'm joined by the always impressive... Andre Cherry. You guys know me. You love me. I'm here with my daughter, Zola Cherry. She's uh, We got a third mic on. Yeah, we got a third mic. It's hot right now. She's chomping on some uh, French fries from McDonald's. We just happened to be down here in beautiful B-more. And Casey thought, why not hop on the, uh, get the old computer ready and hop on the mic. And yeah, uh, here we go. Because the bottom line is, this guy to my left hosts the college football podcast. I host a boxing podcast, so there's one individual that came to mind immediately when we were thinking about coming up with a little collaboration, because as you'll find out soon, he's not just a football college football legend, and also a longtime NFL player, but he's a big-time pro boxer, and also 
He has a lot of connections to the city we're in right now. Yeah. Baltimore, Maryland. What's his and, name? And the area where we come from, and that's the Chicagoland, Chicago suburbs, where he played ball oh, as yeah. a high schooler. Tommy, Tommy Zibikowski. Tommy Z. <laughs> Personal G. They call him Zibby, though, right? In yeah. Baltimore, he was a longtime Raven, actually, from 2008, I think I saw, from like 2011, which is four seasons in the NFL. He played probably like five or six total, but... <laughs> The guy was more of a legend at Notre Dame where fans, the Golden Domers, still talk about him to this day. Yeah, Tom Zibikowski, he was born on May 22nd, 1985. He was born in Park Ridge, Illinois, which isn't too far from where we grew up in Naperville, Illinois. He went to uh, Buffalo Grove High School. And Casey, I I know growing up as a a youth uh, football player, Tom Zibikowski was a name that I had heard pretty frequently just within the circles that I ran with in, in terms of Pop Warner and like just growing up in prep football. Tom Zibikowski definitely was that dude that was like a legend in Illinois high school football. He really was. And he we heard him we heard like a little podcast actually I don't know if it was a podcast, but like something the Ravens team website did a few years ago, they actually profiled Tommy Z and in this profile they interview him and he said that one of the things that actually held him back as a football player was the fact that he wasn't getting enough competition at Buffalo Grove High School. So kind of throwing a little underhand diss at <laughs> Buffalo Grove and the entire maybe IHSA saying, like, the football playing wasn't that competitive and he didn't really get that good. And a Buffalo Grove, I'm trying, I'm trying to think, like, what, were their, what was the mascot at Buffalo Grove? Was it, like, the Buffaloes? I have no clue. I just yeah I don't know I don't know much about Buffalo Grove besides the fact that I knew that he went there I knew he was from Arlington Heights and like I said as a kid it's a nice area oh it's yeah a very there's some money area. up there yeah there's some money and he was arguably probably the best uh, athlete in in Illinois high school football like during that time that he was rising through the ranks his name was always like number one he's yeah. the the top prep in Illinois high school it's, football. It's funny that he was kind of throwing some shade out there about the level of play at that in that area because um, Zibikowski's from, like, the neighboring town that Jimmy Garoppolo's from. And uh, does it get any bigger than starting quarterback in the Super Bowl, like Jimmy G? I don't G? think so. I don't think so, especially playing for the 49ers, like that history there. Yeah. Like that's, is that a coincidence or is yeah. that, you know, the real deal? Like, well, let me give you a little bit of history about Tom Zbikowski. He attended Greenbrier Elementary School and Thomas Middle Greenbrier School. Greenbrier Elementary School? Oh, you heard? My mom used to work there. Really? I swear to God. My mom was a social worker Yeah, we got to get your mom on the mic, dude. That's hilarious. Let's get a fourth mic going right now. Get that remote podcast in. I'm not lying. My mom was a Greenbrier Gator. She was a social worker at that school. That's hilarious. I wonder if she knows him. It's in Arlington Heights. Does she, was she probably... There, uh, ooh, that's I have to go back and ask her. So Greenbrier Elementary School, then he went to Thomas Middle yeah, School in Arlington Heights, and then high school at Buffalo Grove High School. Uh, he graduated from uh, Buffalo Grove in 2003. He played youth football with the Buffalo Grove B- uh, Bills and the Bensonville Bandits. That's a crazy name. During elementary and middle school at Buffalo Grove High School, he played quarterback, where he set the school records in scoring. At 202 total points and rushing, get this, 2,357 yards, which is a 7.4 average, 32 touchdowns, 
before becoming a defensive back as well. Well, What do you remember about him at Notre Dame? So, well, I, I remember playing with Brady Quinn. Yeah, he's playing with and Brady Charlie Quinn. Weiss. So his, I think he got recruited. The Bush by, Push game. He got he was a part of the Bush Push game. He got recruited by Tyrone Willingham. I want to say, if you remember that name, yeah, of course. And so I remember him. I remember him in high school for being a quarterback. And if you remember back in the day, he had this like this series with ESPN where he would write just like. Uh, Zubikowski? Yeah, he would write like first person accounts of like what's been going on in his okay. career. Yeah. I would like to find that on ESPN. I'm sure there's an archive of it, but when he got to Notre Dame, which is a huge a huge accomplishment if you're from the Chicagoland area, which yeah. he was, yeah. to play football at Notre Dame. Kids either want to play at Notre Dame or Michigan, it feels like. Or Chicago's Big Ten team Northwestern. If they're smart. No, but yeah, Notre Dame is a school, and I remember him, honestly, I remember him, I believe his first or probably his second year at Notre Dame, he was just, he ghosted uh, summer camp, summer football uh, training camp, and he was gone, and people were like, where did he go? He like just got in his car and just like drove off. He was going through, he was like going through some stuff. Yeah, we'll get into it. He did have some big time mental and personal issues that kind of led to him almost like a rudderless ship. He never really had one direction. I mean, he was a great football player. He could have played probably longer in the NFL than he did. I mean, he had that huge career at Notre Dame where they were competing for a national championship almost when they almost beat USC, who was untouchable that season in the legendary Bush oh, the Bush, Bush game. game. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that was the October of 2015. Uh, I'm sorry, October of 2005 when that happened. And according to this, you know, Zibakowski was on the team back then. But the bottom line is, at this time, he just doesn't know. Is he a football player? Is he a boxer? Because as we heard on a podcast earlier, the Tommy Z was like boxing pretty seriously while he was trying to make a push at, to be a professional football player. Like he said, he was sparring. Against uh, when he was 12 years old, he was sparring against professionals. I mean, you got to pick a path at some point if you're going to want to be a boxer or you're going to want to be a, a pro football player. And it feels like Tommy Z never really found that direction. Well, it's interesting because we were watching or we we're listening to a podcast, uh, Zola, Casey, and I, before we cut Crazy this Z. podcast. And Tommy Z was saying, you know, he was a boxer, he was a firefighter. He also wants to get into acting. I, we read on his LinkedIn that he's an account executive. Now, yeah, he got out of boxing, and now he's like a account you, executive. You said a comment that was pretty point, pretty, pretty uh, great from an observational standpoint. Like it sounded like he's lost, yeah. and maybe he was lost in college. I had no idea that boxing played such a huge part of his life growing up. Yeah, because I honestly knew him for being a stud. A football player at Notre Dame. I mean, he's got some impressive stats, and I could read them off to you, but I had no idea that he was a boxer. And Well, according to him, he said he was always considered himself a boxer first and then a football player. But, dude, when you're playing professionally in the NFL, you know, he played from 2008 to 2013, you got to pick a lane at some point. Yeah. How good can you be? as a f- pro football player if you're not dedicating your life to it because as we know the money's so big right now in the NFL and the competition is so insane right now NFL stands for not for long like if you're not dedicating your life and then some to pro football you ain't making it and which is a shame because he has well, going to get hurt yeah he has a lot of talent now, let me just read you some of the stats uh, from college 
So he he played college football at Notre Dame. He made his debut as a sophomore in 2004, appearing in all 12 games and finished fourth best on the team with 70 total tackles, uh, 37 solo, 33 assisted, two forced fumbles. Fumbles. He was named the Walter Camp Defensive Player of the Week on September 19th following his performance at Michigan State as he had a team-high nine tackles, forced a fumble, and returned it for 75 yards, a 75-yard touchdown and recorded his first interception. Like, that That sounds like a legit stud athlete at football. Was he running back punts at that point as well? I think he did do that at his, you know, during his, um, his stay at, at Notre Dame. Yeah, he was a utility player during his junior season. Excelling as a safety and a return man. Yeah. So he accounted for four touchdowns, uh, two interception returns, two punt returns in 12 games played. He finished fourth on the team with 71 total tackles. He led the defense with five interceptions while leading the Irish to the Fiesta Bowl. For his efforts following the season, he earned third-team Associated Press All-America honors. He just was like this guy that wanted contact. He was like, when, you know, some people might shy away from contact, wanting to run out of bounds. Tommy Z wasn't only looking for contact as much as possible on the football field. He wasn't getting enough of that contact on the field that he was obviously hitting the boxing ring as much as possible. So, I mean, you're, t- guy talking, you're talking about a guy who's taking shots every single day in football and then outside football in the boxing ring. It sounds like this is a guy that likes abuse. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely sounds like that. Oh, we got another one joining we the party got the fourth right now. Co-host here. We have fourth end person entering the room, and that is boxing podcast longtime favorite Soroya the Destroyer. Welcome to the party. We're having a little podcast. We're babysitting Baby Zola, and we're talking about Tom Zivakowski, longtime Notre Dame Irish player, longtime Baltimore Raven, and of course. A pro boxer who actually ended his career in 2016 and had seven fights under his belt, never losing one. And for whatever reason, he retires from boxing in 2016. And we know why he retired from pro football in uh, 2013 after getting cut by the Bears was, as we were hearing on that podcast, he ran into some drug and alcohol issues. And that was ultimately what led him to leave the pro football ranks go and become a fireman in Chicago, and then end up when, uh, you know, as we said, this rudderless ship. What is, what is he, a football player, fireman, boxer? So he goes and boxes while quitting the fire department at some point and then eventually quitting boxing. So it just felt like he just never found his traction. But Which is crazy because I, I didn't know that being a firefighter was something that you quit. I thought it was something that you, you do until you retire. So you never hear about that. Know, yeah, there's a lot of people that can't. I didn't know you could just like pop in, like I'm going to do this for a little bit and I'm going to get out. Well, you go to the academy and then, you know, sometimes you just realize that it's this isn't for you. You know, maybe it's something that you see on the job or something that you come across in the line of work. I mean, it's it's not. No, it's not an easy job at all. No, no I, I give anybody yeah. credit for even attempting to, to do it. I'm just saying. That seems like something that if you have that in your heart to be a firefighter, that you yeah. like stay in it. And I know he, we, he comes from a firefighting family. That's right. As we learned. So it's just interesting that he can just dabble at some of these things. Like to become an NFL player. That's, these are things you don't dabble yeah, in. They, they don't, you don't dabble in them, but yeah. like you don't have the opportunity usually. Like to yeah. play in the NFL. Or yeah. One, to play at Notre Dame. That's rare. Yeah. To be in the NFL, super rare. To become a he was a professional boxer. Yep, yep. It's like he's doing these things that most people dream about. 
like I, maybe doing as a kid. And I don't have anything against him when you look at it holistically because it's like, okay, the guy had a bunch of passions and wasn't just trying to be a singly focused guy. I mean, he's is he a jack of all trades? No, but the fact is that he gave his effort. It, it felt like he was giving his effort to, to do all these things, but the shame is he just never seemed to do any of it really at an elite level like he had the potential to do that's yeah. what so like he could have been sit on on the ravens backfield for you know 10 years again alongside ed reed but he just it felt like you know he ran into the drug and alcohol issues he he didn't have a pure focus to be a football player he always considered himself a boxer first i think that's the ultimate sad story because his best potential i'm sorry it was football all the way great i love boxing boxing is my favorite sport but listen i call a spade a spade and Tommy Z was not a boxer as much as he was a football player. And if he would have concentrated on football, those Ravens down the street from where we're recording this podcast, they would have paid the man. He would have been on that Super Bowl team in 2012. He would have had a ring with Ray Lewis, you know, with Ed Reed. He would have been immortalized in Baltimore. We love our players in Baltimore. He would have been on the Royal Farms commercials. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. He could have made a celebrity out of himself as a Baltimore Raven for life. Which is crazy because even though he only played with the Ravens, it looks like, for four seasons, I thought he was with the Ravens for a lot longer than that. And yeah. you're right. They love they love their players. They love d- defensive players. Yeah. Like you could become a legend he here. A, yeah, he was a prototypical Baltimore Raven. He looks like somebody that could have yeah, been one of those guys, like an Ed Reed, that's like immortalized now forever. Yeah. You know? like Jonathan Ogden still pops up on commercials <laughs> left and right really? all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, obviously, Jonathan Ogden is a Hall of Famer, and he deserves those kind of accolades. He's a great guy. I'm lucky enough to meet him a few times. But, you know, Tommy Z could have been that dude as well. If he had, What happened in 2011 was the Ravens brought in a, a, uh, a safety, uh, Bernard Pollard, and that kind of gave him some serious competition at safety and he got depressed and he he didn't he didn't rise to the occasion to fight for his job it felt like he ended up getting involved with drugs and alcohol in 2011 after the ravens brought in bernard palmer i mean bernard pollard it felt like zibikowski could have been if he fought hard enough or if he worked hard enough he could have been moved to corner as good as good as he was with fighting with his hands yeah and and you know being physical speed for sure but he just never felt like he was going to uh, have the discipline to dedicate his life to it. And I don't blame the guy. You can't talk crap about him unless you've walked in his shoes. I mean, it's not easy to have that kind of discipline. Which is, But it's crazy, though, because I feel like football and boxing especially, like the discipline that you need to have to, to, to play in both of those sports or to be in both of those sports, it's like you have to have crazy amount of discipline, especially to be a boxer, like. Those are probably the most disciplined athletes ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was I'm wondering where he fought up in Chicago area because there I don't know of like that many um great gyms where you don't hear a lot of big time professionals boxers that come out of Chicago. I mean, I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of uh, great training facilities right now, but like I don't know any off the top of my head and this could just be my ignorance, but I don't know like Chicago isn't necessarily a hotbed for, for tra- boxing training. Right. They're, so, yeah, they're so not I, known for that. Exactly. So I wonder who, what the quality, he says he was sparring with um, professionals at 12 years old, but who knows what the quality of that professional fighter was. It's not like he was out in 
you know, Big Bear, California, where some of the best boxing training in the world takes place. Or, or even in Philly. I mean, they Or even they in love, Philadelphia, you know? yeah. There's it, some serious training going on in Philadelphia, absolutely. I'm just looking at some of his fights here. I mean, it doesn't say where he trained out of, but it just says he had some fights at uh, Madison Square Garden. He, w- he had a fight in South Bend, Indiana. He also had a fight in Las Vegas and then Atlantic City as well. Fought in 2012 at the MGM Grand, and that was definitely on the undercard of a big fight. Cotto versus Ricardo Mayorga. So Mayorga was a guy from Nicaragua, and Mayorga, I believe, is known for smoking cigarettes. I want to say he's one of like the only pro boxers <laughs> that is like smoke cigarettes because he's just so mentally strong and he can what? actually smoke cigarettes and still you know whoops and butt. I think that he does it like as he's entering into the ring. No, just like outside. Of the oh, ring, just a smoke. smoker. Yeah, it's just. Fun. I mean, they call him the craziest man in the sport. So that's pretty cool. So Tommy Z fought that one fight in Vegas. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. He fought in Vegas on the Miguel Cotto, of course, legendary Puerto Rican boxer Miguel Cotto, Ricardo Mayorga undercard. Wow. And that fight, of course, taking place at MGM Grand Garden Arena. Uh, in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Very nice. Now, I'm glad you uh, you called that out. I would have never had known that. Now I know I know you said that he should focus on on football, but I'm looking at some of these. Um, By the way, Cotto won on a TKO in the twelfth round for those for of that you fight scoring at home. But some of these fights, though, I mean, he had a knockout within 49 seconds on his first fight. Yeah, but in 2006. Who's, well, who's he fighting? You don't never know these and that, guys. That fight in 2011 when. Um, in Las Vegas, it looks like he took on Richard Bryant. Yeah. He won by a, a knockout after one minute and 45 seconds in the first round of the scheduled four-round fight. It's tough to tell. It's tough to say what that means because, you know, matchmaking and boxing can be so yeah. tricky. And, you know, these guys he could have been matched up against could have been just complete turkeys. Nothing to take away from them, but they could have been complete palookas. You just never know. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to sh- throw shade at these guys. I don't know them. But, again, if you're uh, if you're um, if you're a boxing manager and you're trying to build up your fighter's confidence and you're on the undercard of this huge Cotto Mayorga fight, you know, you're going to match him against someone you know he's going to beat to, to build his confidence. That's what you're going to do if you're yeah. his manager. That's crazy, man. I would have loved to have seen what his football career would have been like because, like I said, growing up in Illinois – as a prep, he was one of the names that I remember hearing pr- pretty uh, pretty regularly. I mean, he's a lovable guy. The Notre Dame fans love him. He just feels like an everyday guy. You know, the, the Ravens fans did love him when he played here. He was your prototypical play-like-a-Raven type guy. He was a hard-hitting, hard-hitting player, man. He, he was blue-collar all the way. Yeah. He brought his lunch pail to work. and. You know, he built up a huge fan base in Notre Dame and Baltimore. And, you know, you can read articles to this day of people posting articles about why Tom Zibikowski was their favorite player. It's that toughness. And maybe that speaks to just his character. I don't know the guy at all. Zola, what's your comments on this? On Tom, yeah, Tommy yeah. Z? 20-month-year-old baby Zola? Yeah. And she definitely has some comments, but she gets shy when the mic comes Yeah, she's a little shy, but she'll maybe grow into it, but... Tommy Z is like he's he had a career that most people would kill for. Like if I was growing up, if I could like restart like my whole experience with playing football, yeah. like to to be at Notre Dame, that's one of the big schools that you aspire to play for. 
and just to get get into there when we were kids. The one of the biggest movies going was starring uh, what, Sean Vaughn and Sean Astin. No, Rudy. Uh, yeah, he was in that. Sean Astin, oh, Vince Vaughn. Oh, Sean Astin um, was Rudy, wasn't he? God, wow, what, I'm sorry. What's his name? John Farvero. Yeah, yeah. I, couldn't, I wasn't yeah. gonna get that. Yeah, like those are some names, man. Well, because when we were like in first grade, that movie came out. Everyone our age felt, I feel like, even more wanted to play for Notre Dame. Yeah, that that was a, a really. That's a really powerful movie. But that's probably one of the worst things you can tell a player is that, like, you're Rudy. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember when I was growing up, I was like, I'm, I'm going to play football. I didn't get any scholarships or anything. I was going to go walk on at Illinois State. So I tried out and, you know, walked on uh, for the team. And people, I think I told some of my friends, they're like, oh, so you're going to Rudy it? Oh, and I'm like, yo, I'm not going to, I'm not Rudying anything. Like, yeah. I can play ball. Like, I'm going to go out there yeah. and Andre Chariot. I'm not going to Rudy this. Calling someone Rudy is is kind of just like, like, just completely just saying you got no chance. You're yeah, right. too small. Yeah, if you, so you better just dedicate every waking minute you have to working. If you call somebody Rudy, you better be ready to get those hands up, man. Yeah, yeah. For real. <laughs> like, that's not what you want. Like, it's a great movie, but I don't want to be referred to as Rudy, you know no, what I mean? No, I get it. But uh, you're right, though. That that made Notre Dame, it just grew the lore even bigger for yeah. kids in our, in our class because at the time, Notre Dame really wasn't winning any championships when we were growing up as yeah. kids. So, like... The, the brand Notre Dame was obviously big, but then to have that movie, it just made it even bigger for the new generation. No doubt about it. And it didn't hurt that Notre Dame had like the number one team in the nation when that movie came out. Really? Uh, yeah, you're talking about like 1993. I think they, they were battling for uh, number one because it was Florida State was definitely there that year. Oh, okay. And then, uh, Notre Dame, I don't think they, they didn't win a championship that year they, they they won it in 88 but they actually had a really competitive team i mean rick meyer i think was their quarterback around that time ron paulus they definitely had some talent um they had just graduated or uh, they had just seen jerome bettis leave the program so i had a neighbor pat napolsky back in uh lyle illinois who was the most diehard notre dame fan and i remember at that time you know he was all about nd and they were a good team man and you know, Tommy Z ends up going to play for that that historic program, and then he plays in the NFL for seven seasons. And it's a shame that they couldn't win a national championship while they, like you said, they had him. They had Brady Quinn, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think some of the athletes they they, they had haven't on the won team. a national championship since like it's, Lou Holtz, right? Yeah, uh, the eighties, right? Yeah. Eighty-eight, I guess, is what yeah. you said. Uh, they've been there though. They were there. What, been there, 2013, no I think, against yeah, Alabama. Stomped by Alabama. Like that was the Manti Teo stuff. Remember, because yeah, he was like yeah. he had like a mystery girlfriend or something that wasn't yeah, like yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Who was the quarterback of Alabama too? The, when uh, Brent Musburger made like a creepy. He's comment. like, oh golly, <laughs> about his <laughs> girlfriend. It was uh, on, folks. God, I forget what his yeah, name was. Yeah, I think he might still be in the league as a backup. Might. He really actually might. AJ something. L. McCarron. Yeah, AJ yeah. McCarron. Yeah, and he was like, "Ooh, golly!" Like, yeah, yeah. I think they like retired Brent. That was before like Me Too, man. But apparently, she liked the attention or something. I, I think know. like because she blew up, like her brand blew up. But that's, that was, that's like, not a good the most look. Famous thing about that game which was is crazy. It the girlfriend. Yeah, it was like it was like not what was happening on the field because she it was, was such an uncompetitive game. I mean, Notre Dame really had no business being in that national championship game against Alabama. They got murdered. Yeah, they shouldn't even have been there. I was there that season. Um, I was there that season. I saw Michigan 
and Notre Dame play yeah. with a, a work colleague of mine. Oh, okay. He took me out there. Nice. Um, so I saw them that season. That's a really great time to go to Notre Dame. That's pretty sweet. You should have you been there before? I've never been to a Notre Dame game. I think I'd rather go to a Michigan game first. Oh, I would love to be I'd love to go there. Yeah. I've had that on uh Soroya the Destroyer and I have that on our short list of fall trips. I want to go to Michigan with her and then I also want to go to Army, like the Army in, in uh, upstate New York. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like West Point? Yeah, West Point. I want to go again there. And then um, hopefully see a West Virginia at Texas game. Those are the three on my short list. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to make it happen, man. I would love to see a game with, <laughs> with you guys. Love to see a game with my daughter here as she's kicking so a kicking, chicken, chicken nugget, nugget on, on the, the ground floor. like she owns this place. <laughs> she does own this place. Do you pay the rent here, honey? She pays it. But uh yeah, man. I mean, but yeah, getting back to it, you know, Tommy Z has a career that most people would kill for and it's like he's still not satisfied. To, to play football at Notre Dame and be a stud, that's so rare. You know what I mean? Yeah. To have that opportunity. And yeah. then to go to the NFL, you're playing for the Ravens, uh, the type of player that he was. This is the city that you want to be in if you are a hard-nosed defensive player. Oh, yeah. Like, this is where you want to be. And then he gets to fight on the undercard of a massive, I think it was a pay-per-view event with uh, Cotto versus Mayorga. It might not have been. But either way, that's a huge fight. And to be... You know, thought of as a marketable enough fighter to appear on that undercard. I mean, they had to think at this point that his boxing career was gonna take off and go gangbusters. Like they're 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 fixing to give this guy like some sort of championship contending matches at some point. That had to be on their management's uh, uh, agenda. But again, uh, you know, Zimbakowski just f- f- kind of flames out as a boxer. By 2013, it looked like he was retired from boxing, and then he made like another comeback like three or four years later, and then again retired. He just he never got any real traction as a boxer. A seven and zero record can be very deceiving. Hmm. It, it might not mean anything. That's good to have that background because you know I don't really know what goes into to those pairings. I and mean, like, just think about log- logically. There's no uh, qualifications like there is in like a playoff to get to a boxing fight. I mean, it's just some guy that has called himself a professional that has been sanctioned by the state to be able to fight fighting another guy. It's just matchmaking it could be as arbitrary as that. That's why at seven and zero, you just don't know what the quality is of that seven and zero. But uh, that's the story of uh, Tommy Z. You know, nowadays we we actually saw on his LinkedIn. He's got like a public LinkedIn that now he's out of firefighting, out of boxing, out of football. You know, maybe this guy should consider like coaching football, but right. now nah, it doesn't look like he's doing that. He's in like uh, real estate management. So. I mean, which could probably be a good move if it's you. A good move. He's probably taking a lot of abuse. Like if I'm thinking about football, playing Pop Warner all the way up, and then he's been boxing since he's been 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. Like, what type of damage to his brain is he like? Has he gone through? Yes. And I, you think about it now because we live in that era now of CTE and people becoming more aware about head injury and, and the head Aaron trauma. Hernandez documentary just dropping. Like, did you see that? Yeah. Did you check it no, out? No, I heard it was good. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it's really sad. It's definitely sad. Uh, if you follow the story close enough uh, while it was happening, there really is nothing new nothing that new. comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah, man. But Tommy Z, uh, he, 
won a heck of a career, uh, football, boxing, firefighter. Now he's an account executive, which, you know, hopefully he can. I don't know if he has a family or anything. I don't think he own. ever got into acting because we said that in a podcast he had made comments that he really wanted to get into acting, but... I'm surprised that he's not That's like in the broadcast booth or something. Yeah, he had a he had a short time radio show. It looked like with Brandon Iamandejo when he was playing here in Baltimore. But uh, you know those things can be very short lived as well. Damn. Well, it, you know one one heck of a character, I guess you could say. I mean, huge character. We're analyzing that on Casey's podcast, the characters of boxing and beyond podcast. Yes, sir. This is Andre Cherry from the Cherry Picking Podcast, and we just thought it'd be a good collabo. To just yeah. kind of spitball a character as as large and as well known to us as Tommy Zibikowski is, so I appreciate you throwing people, this together. People man. love Zibby. I hope. I mean, I'm, I got nothing but love for the guy trying to do all these things. But at the end of the day, we're trying to tell his story to you as objectively as we can. And so, I man, I wasn't trying to throw shade, but that's his story, you guys. Yeah, you enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely not trying to throw shade. He's just a very—it's just an interesting guy to try to analyze his his life from what we know on you know on the internet and just kind of what we know from him growing up and you know we're growing up together. We're around the same age as yeah. Tommy Z, so uh, we just thought it'd be relevant to kind of get on this joint podcast together and hopefully we can do more joint podcasts you know down the road here. Definitely Absolutely. thankful to to let you have my daughter and I come here and get Ooh. on the mic with you. And I hope you all enjoy listening to this podcast, and I hope to talk to you guys fairly soon here. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Um, and I'm like, yo, I'm not going to, I'm not rooting in anything. Like, yeah. I can play ball. Like, I'm going to go out there yeah. and Andre Chariot. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website, cherrypickingsports.com. And if you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at Cherry underscore Pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.